Arkansas. The game is in the books. Go home, dude. The crowd is headed home. That's it. Another Hogs game in the books. Now we have 60 minutes to react to everything that happened. This is the People's Post Game Show. We have a responsibility to the people. Breaking down hog hoops after the buzzer with your man, JB. What went down? What's up next? Highs and lows, calls and texts. <laughs> Plus, standouts, struggles, and sound from the head hog himself. If you bleed red, you're in the right place. It's time for the People's Post Game Show with JB. Here's your host, Josh Bertaccini. How you feeling here tonight, my friends? So good to welcome you inside our bunker studio here, Team B Media, coming at you. Fayetteville, Arkansas, USA, heart and soul center of Razorback Nation. And just down the block there, a couple of miles in that direction to my immediate south, Bud Walton Arena was rocking. I thought the crowd again, pretty decent for the folks who made the trip out to the game on a pretty cold Saturday afternoon. It's been very nice of late, a lot warmer. This one here today, not so warm, but you know what? Basketball team gave you a chance to feel better about yourself with the way it played. 78 to 75. Arkansas gets the dub. The Hogs find themselves now three and seven in the SEC on the season. And it ain't over yet, folks. It ain't over yet. Long way to go here, but there is still a pulse and a lot to discuss here on the postgame show. And I'll tell you, this uh, this could have been one of those things as we talk about this game where you could have had a lot of things that would have been excuses for a terrible performance that would have been readily explainable if Arkansas had gone out and laid an egg. Heck, this team has already shown you an ability several times over this year to kind of lay down and die to be done. But not so much, not so fast. And I think it, it shows you again that Eric Musselman doesn't know anything else other than coaching his rear end off. He's going to push and push and push some more, and he's going to do everything he possibly can to give Arkansas a chance to be relevant at the end of this season. Um, he hates to lose more than anything else. I think it's one of the best things he has going for himself. He's a guy who can't stand losing and a performance today by his Razorback basketball team that showed you exactly that, that there's still some fight in this team. Uh, when Georgia came back in the second half after trailing 47 to 34, whatever the case was, there were multiple opportunities for this Arkansas team to fold up the tent, to call it a day, to say, you know what? It's not happening for us in this game here at Bud Walton Arena tonight. And for a team that was 2-7 and seven coming in, I don't think a lot of us would have been surprised if that's what Arkansas had gone out and shown. But instead, um, you played with energy from the jump. You certainly showed that you still have something team-wise to play for. And it was an unlikely combination of players who made this happen for Arkansas in this basketball game here tonight at Bud Walton Arena. I don't think you expected L. Ellis 
to play nearly the role that he did. I don't think you expected Keon Menefield back with a kind of bounce in his step that he showed. But big performances out of both of those guys, and you throw in the fact that Devo Davis returned to play a lot of really good defense. And how good was it to have Captain Tebo? I don't know if he's really a captain or not, but he feels like the undisputed captain of this team. For four years now, if Eric Musselman has been the man, has been the guy who has made the plays in the big games that have pushed this team time and again over the top. I just, uh, I think you, you know, you feel like having him back was a lift. And the fans, again, who were there, 14, 15,000, I thought enthusiastic into the game and gave you a pretty good lift. When Devo came in as the first guy off the bench there, just about what, three, four minutes in, crowd was loud and proud. Devo knocked down his only shot attempt officially from the floor, three pointer, bang, and played most of this game. Don't have the official stats in front of me. Still need to pull them up. We'll hear from Eric Musselman here on the post game in just a bit. Certainly would love to hear any thoughts that you may have as you make your way home from the basketball game. People's post game show brought to you by so many tremendous folks. You hear them throughout the commercial breaks and the segments and all the rest of it. And it is not possible for me to hang out with you and spend the time that we do. Five days a week and morning drive, Monday through Friday. And then, of course, here Saturday evenings, football, basketball, baseball on the postgame shows six days a week, pretty much year round, except for Summertime USA. And I'm here because people like you want us to be here. And people like these folks here in the breaks pay the bills so that we keep the lights on and keep this YouTube stream going and keep our pod being audio stream going. Also live at our website, therealnwajb.com. You got to have some some oil, some gasoline in that sports car to help it drive, to help it fly down the highway. And it's all part of this operation here. So appreciate every last one of you for throwing us on for a little bit. If you're not able to listen to it live, one of the best things about 2024 is the internet. Um, it's been around for whatever now, 30 plus years, but man, is it ingrained in our lives and you can find the show on the internet on your own time. So not only are we able to build this studio and broadcast in studio quality and that, you know, high fidelity HD radio sound that you hear, but we're also able to give you the video stream. And then of course the podcast platforms proliferating throughout the audio universe for you as well. Apple, Spotify, iHeart, Google, you name it, get after it there. All right. Okay. Hogs win. 78-75. Should it have been so close? Probably not. Uh, my guy Kevin getting the YouTube chat. Kevin, a hardworking official who likes to call a clean game. I thought the refs in, in this game today, by and large, gave you mostly an even game. Pretty clean. 17 fouls on Arkansas, 15 on Georgia. Really, the biggest beef with them was the end of the game when all of a sudden we decided to get ticky-tack. You know, stay consistent the whole way through is really all you can ask for. And I'm not sure you had that at the tail end of this basketball game, but you sink your teeth into the numbers as I get them in front of my face. Tremont Mark leads you with 39 minutes of playing time. How about L. Ellis playing 37 and a half minutes? Where in the world did that come from? And who out there listening saw that happening? 
Are you kidding me? L Ellis domination mode, 15 points led you in scoring along with Keon Menafield who had 15 Keon played 30 minutes. He was phenomenal in this game. Where has that been? But Ellis and Menafield were great as your backcourt combo. Tremont Mark played the whole game was like your third guard hogs playing, deploying three guards a lot in this game. And that's because Eric Musselman clearly felt like attacking this one, three, one Georgia's own, this funky defense that Mike White likes, likes to throw at you. The best way to do it was to run three guards out there, and it worked really well. Devontae Davis at times out there as the third guard. He played 34 and a half minutes himself. I mean, really, that's four guards when you had those four guys out there briefly together. Makai Mitchell played a ton in this game, though, too, as the anchor at all times. So it was really like Makai with a rotating crew of wings. But Mitchell, again, huge buckets down the stretch. He has a knack for, for getting those baskets. He's been that guy all year long. And 25 minutes for Makai, who scored 14 points, had five rebounds. How about Arkansas at the end of this one? Five players in double figures. That's a team that would not let go of the rope. That is a Razorback basketball team tonight, my friends, that would not let go of the rope. That said, enough's enough. We are going to make a stand, and we're going to win a basketball game. And, man. Arkansas goes out there. The Hogs play tough and uh, they're able to fight through some precarious moments in the second half. Uh, Again, Ellis, Mark, Davis, Menefield, and Mitchell, really the main five cogs in this one. Jalen Graham chipped in too. He had 10 points in the first half, didn't play a lot in the second half, finished with 11, but he played 14 minutes off the pine. Um, Chandler Lawson had two layups to start the game and then got in big time foul trouble, only played seven minutes, really got out of the flow, but a lot of different guys shipping in Debo Davis's defense was great. He led you in plus minus with eight. He, he and Menafield, it was a plus eight. I mean, it feels so much better to do these post game shows with you folks after an Arkansas Razorback win, doesn't it? We have not had a lot of them in recent Razorback football or men's basketball land. So the money sports here in Hogland have been brutal. Absolutely brutal here of late. You're talking about the last what now? 18 games they played, one and seven in football, three and seven after the win today. We'll include this in men's basketball. You're four and 14 in your last 18. So it's been tough, but we're hanging in there. They're three and seven. They still have a pulse and we have ourselves a ways to go before this season is over. The perimeter defense was outstanding. We haven't talked about that enough yet. You hold Georgia to four for 18 from the floor. Now they go three for six to the Bulldogs in the second half, but one for 12 in the first half. That was huge rebounds, basically a push 28 to 27 Arkansas with a one rebound edge there. How about shooting for the game here? Hogs finish at 57% taking a lot of high percentage shots, only 14 three-pointers attempted. You got to like that. Five of 14 from three. Georgia shot 48%, four of 18 from three. A lot of free throws, 19 of 23 for Georgia, 17 of 26 for Arkansas, but we've seen more free throws shot in plenty of games this year. Dogs led by 19 from Demery, 18 from Hill, and she would finish with 10, but it's a win for Arkansas, improves to three and seven, and seven, 
in the SEC and 12 and 11 overall. Georgia improves to 14 and 10 overall and 4 and 7 in the SEC. And that's where the conversation gets rolling here tonight in the People's Post Game Show. So good to have you on board as we barrel our way through Arkansas Razorback basketball season. Still eight games left to go in the regular season. Then, of course, the SEC tournament. And then we'll kind of slip slide our way over to kind of shuffle step our way over to Razorback baseball for our people's post game coverage there. I like this people's post game moniker. It's very uh, multi-sport friendly. You know what I'm saying? It fits in a lot of different directions. Let's get some thoughts out of y'all on the phones tonight. We'd love to take a couple of calls. Your thoughts on Arkansas showing some life three and seven Tennessee at home on Wednesday night, chance to get a defining win and really play your way back into some kind of pulse and energy. But uh, how much energy and how much life does this team left have in it? It certainly looked like they're maybe going to let go of the rope there at the end. They did not. Streaming live, any number of different places. Bluetooth friendly. If you're just getting into the car tonight, the game that wrapped up about, what, 20 minutes ago, we got on the air, I think five minutes after the game wrapped up, uh, we were rolling with you. So uh, if you're finding us as we speak, that works. And uh, if you get a chance, social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, phones here through Podbean, whatever. We'd love to hear from you tonight as Razorback Lane gets to celebrate a win, which has not been the case all that often here of late. Uh, Hogs beat Georgia 78 to 75. We got a lot to discuss and discuss we shall your boy Josh Bertaccini with you. It's the Bunker Studio, Team B Media. And you have found us, and we are uh, going to get to a lot more, including some post-game sound from Eric Musselman. Standouts, struggles, upcoming schedule. Hang tight. We're coming back. Thanks for being here, y'all. A to Z Golf Bars has moved, but it still has the same awesome customer service and phenomenal inventory you won't find anywhere else. Northwest Arkansas's go-to golf car spot for over 20 years. Neighborhood cars, cruisers, course cars, first to the ball or last to the ball, roll up in style with A to Z. Repair work with quick turnarounds, too. Now located at 483 North Highway 62 in Rogers, two miles north of the city airport. Call 479-273-9229. Need to lose 100 pounds this year? Don't restrict your diet. Forget joining a gym. Instead, lose the weight of that cheating spouse of yours. At Mock Legal Solutions, there is no hourly billing. You pay one flat fee for your divorce. Call today, 479-769-1505. And let's be honest, it's closer to 200 pounds, right? Mock Legal Solutions. Real advice, reasonable price. Shogun of Fayetteville for a special experience every time. Best Japanese cuisine around, they have it all. The sushi is top-notch, but everyone's talking about their hibachi grill. The chefs are incredible. It's delicious and entertaining at the same time. For recruiting, celebrations, or just a good old date night, Shogun of Fayetteville has never let me down. With the scenic view of Fayetteville from the hill by the mall, full menu online, shogunfayetteville.com. 
Hey guys, you've been feeling a little bit lower energy of late. The motivation's down. Well, it's time to take control of it here in 2024. Bioidentical hormone replacement is state-of-the-art, and Dr. Mark Olson is the only one around focusing on BHRT and his treatments. If you want to feel better, this is the year, and Olson Clinic is the place to get it done with Dr. Mark Olson, now located at 5501 Willow Creek Drive in Springdale. That's right off exit 69 off I-49, online, olsonclinic.com. Builders Direct Lighting offers quality lighting products and solutions for all of your project needs. They buy directly from the manufacturer with no middleman in sight, passing the savings on to you, the customer. From a small office space to a large warehouse, indoor or outdoor, we do it all. Yes, we can even light your pickleball court. For more info, visit buildersdirectlighting.com or call 479-256-0461. doing it and moving our way into the digital spaces here the people's post game show first to hop on with you here after each and every arkansas razorback football basketball and baseball game so it has been uh great getting to know y'all over the last 15 plus years through the different radio exploits river valley for a few and then obviously uh, a dozen years up here in northwest arkansas now we're working on what, six, seven months in our new operation. And there haven't been a lot of wins to come by. So when you get them, it feels good and you you celebrate a little bit. You don't make excuses. You don't feel bad for yourself. That's not what you do. Um, and that is not what we are doing here tonight. We are not doing that at all. Instead, we are uh, as um, as pleased, as pleasantly surprised in a lot of ways i'm sure as any uh you number of fine folks are but a win is a win for the arkansas razorback basketball team and again you will take it wherever the heck you can get it on that note eric musselman at the podium giving us a feel for the game itself moments ago hot off the pressers this is part of what we do in our post-game conversations Part of why you throw it on, you expect first chance audio. And here you go. Here's Muss after the win. I thought our second half defense was uh, was not nearly as good as our first half. I thought our first half defense was absolutely phenomenal. Obviously, we didn't want to give up threes. We held it to one of 12 uh, from three in the first half. Uh, second half, uh, you know, we took away the three ball attempts. Uh, they went three for six in the, in the second half, but um, I thought we did a good job against their one three one, scoring forty four points in the second half. Uh, they're a good team. They're a gritty team. Uh, they were a team, two teams that were kind of desperate today. I thought uh, we're still searching, you know, who we are and and trying to figure out an identity. Tonight we were able to play really small. And I thought it helped us a lot based on matchups tonight. It allowed us to, to be able to do that. And, um, 
I thought we took great care of the ball, 12 turnovers, although probably four or five of them were stepping out of bounds. So we did not have many live ball turnovers at all, even though they had a 1-3-1 that was really, really extended. Um, I thought we did a good job of, of uh, you know, handling that. I thought it was, real, you know, really our second half defense was, was kind of what let us down. It wasn't, it wasn't our offense. 44 points is enough. And, and obviously shooting 73%, 14 and 19 in the second half, that's, that's hard to do. Passing the ball was phenomenal. We had 227 passes, um, and I thought we had great contribution off the bench. Obviously, outscoring them 20 to 44 on bench points was a was a huge uh, part of the game, and, and leading for 25 plus minutes was was extremely important, especially at home. You know, and Ali hadn't played at all the last two games. You decided to start him. What went into that? And then he obviously played really well. Yeah, I thought his. Uh, Practice habits were were really good. Obviously, we had you know with with no midweek game, we had a lot of time to adjust a lot of different things, and uh, I thought he was extremely focused. Um, you know, and so he got he got the start tonight. As I said, we're still trying to search. Um, you know, now we have nine guaranteed games left, and we're still trying to search. And um, based on matchups, we might have different lineups. That just might be who we are. It's not what we've always done. I've I've mentioned. The Warriors team that had the same starting lineup for 79 games straight or whatever it was. And, and uh, we, you know, with this team, it, it might be matchups. And, um, you know, Keon played really good off the bench, too. And, and obviously, Devo changes things for us, getting loose balls. And, and um, you know, defensively, we're much different with Devo in there. And he did a great job guarding four men. And, and actually, L. Ellis defended their four for probably about 20 to 22 minutes tonight. I thought he did a great job defending the four, and and uh, we didn't get hurt in the post at that position at all. So um, a lot of good things, a lot of things to build off, and a lot of things we still got to get a lot better at. Kyle Mitchell, after what he did against Kentucky, then Mizzou, another game where he gives you toughness at both ends and scoring. What did you think about his performance? Yeah, I thought he did a good job on, on uh, you know, 54 in the second half. I, I really did. Um, you know, Kai is, 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 you know, defensively rebounding, uh, gives us stuff, and, and uh, obviously his 14 points. I thought Kevin, his, his eight free throws attempted, and then being able to convert six of them was, was extremely important, especially down the stretch in the second half. A two-man communication drill guarding four people, and I thought it really helped us. Um, it's not an easy drill at all. Um, where two guys have to guard four and not allow a three-point. And, and we, we worked this week. We really did. Um, and I thought, you know, what, what, we, what they did, what our players did in practice helped us um, tonight because, uh, you know, four of 18, it, it wasn't just that, that they only made four. It was that they only got 18 attempts. I think that's the big thing, and we, that's what we talked about is it's hard to make threes if, you, if you're so close that, that they're – you know that they're that you run off the three-point line and you have no airspace. So that's the best three-point defense. I don't I don't have the whole year stats, but that's as good as we've done against a quality team guarding the three without a question. And you mentioned Devo a little bit. I believe he played 35 minutes. Can you just talk about what you saw from him in practice this week that gave you the confidence to play him that much and what how that kind of translated into the game today? Yeah, I think uh, he I think he knew the conditioning because um, we had we had discussed that on Tuesday. Um, about the importance of his conditioning. Um, and I saw him working. Um, you know, we wear those, whatever those jackets are called, where you can monitor um, workload. And, and, uh, and he, really, he really busted his behind 
this week um, to play catch up a little bit from a conditioning standpoint. I mean, he did ask to come out tonight, which in the since I've been coaching him, that's the first time I can remember him asking to to get a quick blow. Um, but he played really hard. He had some some big loose balls, and and like I said, he you know he's one he's a guy that understands all four positions on the floor, so we're able to play him at the four tonight, and our offense, our sets, we could still get into them. There was a stretch there in the first half. I think it was a 15-1 run where y'all built a lead. Just what was the key to that little stretch right there? Well, I tried, you know, we played, uh, I mean, you know, obviously Devo in my mind was like a point guard. And I, you know, we had Devo out there. We had Keon out there. We had L out there. Um, and even T-Mark has played point guard at times for us. So we played with four point guards. I thought the ball really, really moved. Uh, I think Michael said we had like 119 passes in the first half, so the ball was moving, um, and the ball had energy. We, you know, tonight we created, you know, created more steals than we have too. I mean, there's been a lot of nights where, you know, you pick up the stat sheet and, and our defensive activity, you know, missing and, and not as many deflections. Um, nine steals is is a lot of steals, and so. If we're able to keep that defensive intensity, create some offense through our defense, take away the three like we did tonight, you know, there were some things, again, that, that I think we can build on. We out-rebounded our opponent. We kept our opponent under 10 offensive rebounds. Um, so some things that, that, are, that, are, that are positive and, and some things that obviously we, we got to work on as well. Yeah, Coach Mackay has scored in double figures in four straight games now. Just what's kind of keyed the, the scoring stretch that he's on? Well, I think he's done a good job. You know, again, Scotty, if you look at those four uh, game segments, there's, there's a lot of free throws attempted in there in at least two of those games. And so drawing fouls, being able to convert your foul shots, um, finishing around the rim, he's done a good job of that as well. Um, and we're, we're looking to throw the ball in there a little bit more too. Zone one scoring was, was a huge emphasis. Um, you know, we didn't want to settle for threes like we did in Athens, and, and a big part of that is trying to throw the ball into Graham and trying to throw the ball into Kai Mitchell and both those guys. From a productivity standpoint, when we did get it into them, I thought both of them were really good. You guys scored 21 points off their turnovers. I mean, how much do you think maybe the four-guard lineup and that kind of influx of maybe speed, athleticism maybe played a part there? Yeah, I mean, we've struggled to score at times, and, uh, you know, if you don't guard the three and then you don't, you know, create so some points off turnovers, it's, it's really hard. But tonight we created live ball turnovers that let, allowed us to get out and run. Um, you know, we were going to go small regardless of, of what uh, the matchup was from, from Georgia. And, and if they, you know, decided to post, a, post us up, that meant that they would not be taking threes. Um, and so when the ball went into 54, the only time we were going to go down there and try to dig it out was was if he had a blind spot, uh, meaning the defender, the help defender had a blind spot to go down there. And we did get a couple steals off post strips. Um, but for the most part, we stayed at home. And, and we thought if we went small, that might, you know, force them to post up a little bit more, which would take away their strength and if you look at the number of threes that they've taken in recent games that was a concern coming in because there was some high high numbers from from three ball attempts for georgia and and you guys only made five threes but but l made three of them i mean how much like when when somebody can kind of step up and make 50 percent of their threes does that open up the, the offense yeah changes it, and and he got um i know he got two of them against their one three one 
uh, in the left corner, both of them, I think. Um, but certainly when we have somebody make a three, it opens up, you know, dribble drive angles and then it opens up points in the paint zone one and then all of a sudden guys like Kai Mitchell can get one-on-one coverage and certainly you know we need some threes to keep the defense honest and stretched out. I, I, can't, I can't remember you guys shooting a better half percentage-wise than that all year. What, what went into that? I think shot selection and and um, I mean really Bob and I don't know you know like every every game's different every game's got a, a different theme but um, you know they play Raheem at the four and and uh, and they play Melendez at some four, and those guys are kind of perimeter players. And so, you know, I, I don't I don't think that there's probably going to be an SEC team that L, Ellis can guard their four man for 20 minutes. I, I just don't I don't see that as I look at our upcoming schedule. Uh, but tonight it allowed us to do that. And then I think you can shoot a high. You know, when you, you're not turning the ball over when you got four point guards out there. Um, so tonight um, worked. Uh, yeah, I think when we talked about it the other day, that was my assumption that that that's what would happen, and and uh, you know, very thankful for the fans that that's how uh, you know when he came in that that's how they responded. You know? All right, good stuff here. As we got your little Eric Musselman post game sound, and nice to hear a positive spin on an evening of basketball, Bud Walton Arena after a year that has had so many difficult moments along the way. This was. This is a positive one the whole way through. Why don't we take our final break? We'll come back three minutes, standout struggles, and a look ahead at what is coming up on Arkansas' schedule here around the corner because, obviously, you still have a ways to go here. Eight games left in the regular season, and then, of course, at least one in the SEC tournament. It's the People's Post Game Show. JB with you in studio right back. Herman's Rib House on College in Fayetteville. A tradition like no other around. When you're looking for the best steak, chicken, salmon, something for lunch or dinner, Herman's has your back. This year is their 60th anniversary and the food keeps getting better. Perfect time to stop by and check out their revamped menu, the Dustin Omelette, a personal favorite. Herman's in Fayetteville. Follow them on Instagram or Facebook for more info. Stop by and grab some grub today at Herman's, celebrating its 60th year in business in 2024. Hi, this is Tim Stanley, a longtime local business owner in Northwest Arkansas, and I'm super excited to be a part of JB's new adventure into the digital broadcasting arena, and I had to be a part of it. I also wanted to inform the listening audience that I bought Business World in Little Rock, so now we have more of a full state coverage, just like JB. It's important to be part of his future, or our future, or your future. Call me at Business World, a TDSID company, at 501-374-7000. Golden Corral of Fayetteville features a legendary endless buffet for breakfast, lunch, and dinner to feast the fam or to feast yourself. Enjoy over 150 menu items. Their all-you-can-eat steak is my favorite. Hand-cut USDA top sirloin. Their bakery game is strong, too. You name it, they got it, and they make it good. Golden Corral, a place with something for everyone at a good price. Conveniently located where college meets Maine in Fayetteville. 
See things in a better light with the folks at New Light Electric. Residential and commercial services. They do remodels and additions, electrical upgrades and repairs, LEDs, installation of hot tubs, vehicle charging stations, and more. If you're looking for the folks who have the best touch, these guys are the lighting experts. They literally do it all, and they can add some light to your life, too. New Light Electric. Like them on Facebook or call 479-220-2836. Hey folks, this is Matt Chambers with Blue Kangaroo Packouts. We know bad things happen and we're here to help taking care of your contents and possessions when disaster strikes. Covering Northwest Arkansas and North Central Arkansas and the River Valley, accidents and weather happen all the time. When it does, we have your back. Moving, cleaning, warehousing, cataloging, tracking inventory so you don't lose a single personal possession. More information is online at bluekangaroopackouts.com or give us a call at 479-879-9696. Streaming live on YouTube, Podbean, and worldwide at TheRealNWAJB.com. friends really fun show here tonight and i think a lot of interesting vibes displayed by this arkansas razorback basketball team right when you thought maybe the the fight had gone out the team had run out of gas maybe not so much yet and so it's going to um it's going to end up being something that has to have some kind of perfect finish here for Arkansas to be in the NCAA tournament. I'm not telling you one win here in this game and suddenly everything is sorted out, not even close, but it feels so much better. Does it not to be talking about a dub instead of an L we gave you a feel for it earlier. In case you're just tuning in Arkansas 78 Georgia 75, the Hogs and the Dogs, a nip and tuck affair late, but some big buckets. L. Ellis, Tremont Mark into the free throw line, and then Makai Mitchell, time and again, able to finish at the rack. Arkansas wins it by three, shoots 57% from the floor. Next up, Tennessee, who now is trailing Texas A&M at the half, 42-30. to Meanwhile, Mississippi State beating Missouri 22-16. to With four minutes left in the first half, Uh, Arkansas will play Mississippi State coming up after Tennessee. So those are your next two opponents, Tennessee and Mississippi State, both in action right now. If you want to throw on ESPN or the SEC Network, get a glimpse tonight. Alabama bludgeoned LSU on the road, 109-92. South Carolina over Vanderbilt, 75-60. Vandy still with only one win. South Carolina is rocking and rolling 8-2 in the league. Just climbing. And climbing higher and higher every time out. 21 and 3 overall for South Carolina. How about the job Lamont Paris is doing? It is uh it's impressive. Um I, I think you find too, as you work it th- as you work it through some of these scores, Kentucky still at this point in time, not fully 
I don't know. Not fully flexing its muscle. I think you thought two weeks ago that was probably a team that was a national title contender. I think no now. I would say negative now on that front. They just seem like they've come crashing back down to earth. Not a lot of offensive chemistry. And really, anytime John Calipari thinks he's got it figured out, it seems like no, he does not. But Gonzaga beats them by four. Not a great Gonzaga team. Not one that's even ranked right now. Also, Florida over Auburn, 81 to 65. And there you go on the SEC action. With again, Tennessee at the half, only two games still going on here today. Tennessee at the half down 12 to AM. Mississippi State up seven on Missouri. Three minutes left in the first half in that game. Back to Arkansas. Hogs, upcoming schedule. I've mentioned it already to you here tonight. In the course of the program, you got yourself a home game with Tennessee, eight o'clock, Valentine's Day night, Eve, whatever you want to call it at 8 o'clock, and then at Mississippi State next week, we're right back with you. 1 o'clock on the tip, post-game ETA 315. At A&M, a week from Tuesday night, that'll be tough, at 6 o'clock on ESPN. Home Missouri, two weeks from today, 11 a.m., early start. Home Vandy, 8 o'clock Tuesday night. That's th- those games back-to-back should be cakewalk wins. At Kentucky on March 2nd on a Saturday at 1230. Home LSU senior night Wednesday at 6 o'clock and at Alabama 11 a.m. on March 9th to wrap it. Can you find a way to win five of those games, six of those games, end up somewhere close to 500 and give yourself an outside prayer of being in the NCAA tournament? I mean, you can. Will you? I don't know. All right, final thoughts. Who was the standout for Arkansas tonight? Standouts and struggles. It's a good question. Arkansas with multiple guys who stepped up. We talked earlier. L. Ellis, 15 points. Big buckets late in the game. 37 minutes. Kind of a surprise. He got as much run as he did. He has to be on the board. Devo Davis, 35 minutes plus eight defensive rating. Huge. Just absolutely huge. Makai Mitchell, 14 points, five boards, and three blocks. Here are your standout players in this game. Keon Menefield, 15 points and a plus eight defensive minus rating. Usually we pick three standouts. I mean, all those guys had great games for you. As a team, rebounding, you held in there against Georgia, a little bit bigger, but you outboarded them by one. You shot 57% from the floor. I love the perimeter defense too, holding them to four of 18 from three. Struggles for Arkansas. I guess Layden Blocker, whose minutes went off the cliff, played only seven in this game, scored two points, really sacrificed for the veterans. Caleb battle struggle continues. Three minutes, 0 for 1, no points. There's just nothing happening there right now. And I guess you'd have to say uh, Chandler Lawson, who got himself in foul trouble early with the uh, the three fouls. But outside of that, it was mostly a standout night for Arkansas Razorback basketball as the Hogs get the tub and come away with a win. 78-75 over Georgia. And we, on that note, shall call it good. Thanks to all you fine folks for hanging out and making it happen here tonight. Post-show podcast, head your way in just a bit. 
got some good basketball to watch as the evening unfolds. And of course, you've got whatever else you got into tonight, a movie, some family time. I hope you enjoy whatever you're doing. Means an awful lot. You chose to spend some time with us here on the program tonight. For the Team B Media crew from the Bunker Studio, I'm Josh Bertaccini. Final score, Arkansas 78, Georgia 75. Post-show podcast in a bit. We'll check you out on Monday, 7 a.m. sharp for the Real NWHAB. And next Saturday after Arkansas and Mississippi State on the road, I got you at 315 for the post-game show. Have a great rest of your uh, weekend, y'all. And thanks for listening. We'll see you.